0: Good morning. Happy first day of Advent. (laughs) We're Alan and Katie Berenger. We've got three boys, but they all wanted to be in twigs this morning. So we're going to do the first reading to light the first candle. Um, I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. We are glad. Whether we drove in or climbed up, whether we logged on or tuned in. We are glad to be here in this community with this family. It is a place of joyful hope, of radical welcome. It is a place where together we can wait in wondrous anticipation of the kingdom to come. Many people shall come and say, Come, let us go up on the mountain of the Lord to the house of God of Jacob, that God may teach us God's ways and that we, we may walk in God's paths. We light this candle as a sign of our hope, our joyous hope that we can be restored, our faith restored, our strength restored, our confidence confidence restored our joy restored as we watch and wait with all god's people for the promise to be fulfilled thank you guys awesome well hey figuring out logistics Don't do this all the time, do we? Don't do Advent every week, do we? That's good. Uh, There are seasons in the church calendar year that are uh, important because they draw something that is important to our attention. And that is that we are uh, not just showing up on Christmas Eve and being like, who's this Jesus? But actually, as as followers of Jesus, we want to give a, a, a period of time to prepare our hearts for what God is going to do for us. And so I love this season of Advent. Advent. Uh, some of you also know the season of Lent, which is preparing our hearts for Easter. And so this is this is very similar to Aunt Lent, but you don't have to give up meat. So there you go. Good job. No fish sandwiches. You just stick with the red meat. That's what the doctors say, anyway. But no. But this is a season that can get wrapped up really quickly into the busyness of what the world wants us to understand Christmas to be. It's very true. Very true. Uh, as you watch all the new specials and as you watch uh, the commercials and the sales that go by so quickly, uh, it can be something that allows for us to miss out on what Christmas truly is. And uh, Advent, has been something this isn't something new this isn't something new this is something that the church history's been going on you know way back in you know those those good old ancient near eastern people i'm sure that they were pumped for like you know the sale of the chariots at the market and everything and getting their spouse one with a big bow wrapped on it so they they had distractions back then too we're not the first distracted people in the world uh but the reality is this is that we need this season i know i need this season In a world that seems busier than ever before, in a time that seems more divided than we've ever lived in in our lifetimes, and in a season that can be so wrapped up with finishing the year well, we as Christians look at Advent as the beginning of a new year to start great. And that is what Advent is it's a season of saying, Here we go. This is actually the beginning. this is We should be celebrating a happy new year. But that's what this is right now. And so I don't know if any of you want a head start on getting something new started. But today's that day for you. That day where we get to look at who God is and why did he send his son Jesus into this world. And what does that mean for you and for me as we begin the Advent season for 2022? I hope that it is one filled with encounters with Jesus that warm your heart and move you into a way of being who God has designed you to be and become. Would you pray with me? God, today we come before you, and as we come before you, we are experiencing hope uh, in this world. We desire hope. We want hope. We want things to be different. We want things to change. We want you to be our king. And so right now, Lord, we ask you to open our hearts to hear your word, to help us have this day be a day that prepares the rest of this Advent season for us. To allow for us to open our hearts to become homes for you, to be a place where you dwell in us, so Lord, right now, help us to hear what we need to do to allow for this to happen. There are so many what ifs in this world. The true and only the truth and the only truth is this: you are what needs to be at home in our lives every day. And we desire this. In your name we pray. Amen. Well, probably, at least in our house, uh, this last week has been a a week of getting all of the Christmas decorations out. So for some of you, you've been doing this maybe this week, or for others of you that you're like, that was six weeks ago, or maybe some of you six months ago. But anyway, but you've been getting out the Christmas decorations, uh, those traditionalists, you know, post Thanksgiving, you're getting everything set up and ready to go. I know that a tradition in our our home is a live Christmas tree. And actually, when Chris and I were dating, uh, and uh, I remember... I'm like, are you from a live Christmas tree family? And she's like, yes. I'm like, I am too. We can proceed with this uh, courtship that we're going through, you know. And so, but we are a live Christmas tree family still. And uh, and yesterday we were able to go and, and get a tree and put it up in our house. And by the evening, right when which is like 3:30, but by the evening the lights on the tree begin to glow, and uh, it is just this awesome reminder that we have taken a tree and placed it in our home, but that. Glow the glow of the tree means that Christmas is here. At least that's for me when that tree is up and the lights are on it. And it's a reminder to me, too, that in the midst of all of this, uh, that we are preparing for a day. We are. And we begin this season of preparation uh, to, in our homes, and we prepare it for maybe in our workplaces. But also, we have to make time to prepare our lives to be ready for what Jesus is going to do. And this is something that I love at Christmas time. I truly believe miracles happen at Christmas. And I'm not just talking about the cheesy miracles about a bell, you know, and all. but I'm talking about true, genuine miracles. The miracles of God happen when we open our hearts up to what he is doing for us. I remember many years ago, we went to a Christmas tree farm, and our family was in the car, and we were we had to drive out to this tree farm. And, and once you got to the tree farm, then you had to drive some more. And they gave you this the uh, the, the, the saw where we brought our own saw and you're all ready and, and I remember so much so that we had a, a, the guide I think this was even before kids like the one of the workers he's like jumped into our car with us right and he was like alright I'm going to help you go get a Christmas tree I'm like alright I'm glad you're in our car let's just go and I remember I was driving and uh, the guy was behind us, and he, and he kept trying to say, okay, you know, you need, to take a, you need to go this way, and then you need to go this way. And he, and he was behind me. So, like, and so he was like, okay, just go this way. And he was just pointing, and he was behind me. And I'm like, do you know your left and right? I don't know if I know my left and right. And this is what I just want to begin. As we begin this Advent season, we can easily have the person behind us dictating where we go. We can easily get lost if we just think that whatever's behind us is going to make sure where we get to where we need to go. But as we begin this Christmas season, I want you to hear that the Christmas story, when we have it right in front of us, it will get us where we need to go. It'll get us where we need it to go. And so that's my prayer for us in this season is that we are able to be people who are open up to understanding where God is wanting us to go and the direction that he is leading us. God's people for thousands of years before Jesus was born were waiting for this day. Can you believe that? I mean, just thousands of years before Jesus was born, people were waiting with expectation for what God was going to do. Now, you had some people who waited with expectation and just did whatever they wanted to do anyway. They're like, I heard that prophecy about something about a Savior coming, but that's for later, that's for another time. What I want right now is what I want. I just want what I think is good and what is all right. And so they just kept going through life and probably were reminded of the the prophecy every so often. But then they just went back to going through their life. But then there were some who were like, this is truth. This is going to happen. And they lived daily. And they understood that what God said was going to take place. You know, sometimes as we get to this part of the story, we just think everybody was just waiting around with anticipation for Jesus to be born. That is not the case. A lot of people probably even went to temple and had a good time and did all the traditions, but they still were like, that's a fun story. But I doubt that's going to happen in my lifetime. Why even bother? I'll do what I want to do. I'll make the check boxes and and go through it, and that'll be fine. This is how prophecies work. There are those who follow closely to them, and there are those who don't believe them at all or just sort of go through the motions of it. And for us, as we enter into this season and we look back before we can look ahead, we want to understand why did this prophecy need to take place? Why does a Savior need to come? So we go to the very beginning in the book of Genesis, and we remember why this prophecy takes place, because God created everything, and it was good, right? It was good. Everything was good. There were trees, and there was fish, and there was birds, and there was animals, and there was Adam and Eve with no clothes on. They just didn't care. Like, they didn't have to worry about it. No Black Friday shopping for them because they were fully whatever. And so they were just good. And everything was good. But then sin entered into the whole picture, right? The moment that all of a sudden they were tempted and all of a sudden sin happened. And we call that the fall. And all of a sudden the fall takes place and they're, they're just wandering. and They're kicked out of the garden. Now when the prophet says it's time to be restored, everybody knew what he was referring to. He was referring to the fall. How things used to be. How our sin has gotten in the way. How we have allowed for the person in the back seat to direct us where we were going. And we scratch our heads and we wonder why we're lost. How we've allowed for ourselves to make other things become our home in our life and not God. So as we hear from the prophet Jeremiah this morning, and as we hear this, we begin to see there is a disjunct, right? There's a there's a, there's a a distraction in people's lives. There's this, this I want to live this way, but there's other things going on, and I feel empty, and I feel that I'm not sure of how to be filled. It says this in Jeremiah 33, in the Old Testament, 10 through 14, the prophet says this. This is what the Lord says. You say about this place, it is a desolate waste, wasteland, without people or animals. Animals. Yet in the towns of Judah and the streets of Jerusalem, they are they are deserted, inhabited by neither people nor animals. There will be there will be heard once more the sounds of joy and gladness, the voices of bride and bridegroom, and the voices of those who bring thank offerings to the house of the Lord, saying, Give thanks to the Lord Almighty, for the Lord is good, his love endures forever. I will restore the fortunes of the land as they were before, says the Lord. This is what the Lord Almighty says. In this place, desolate, without people or animals, in all its towns, there will again be pastures for shepherds to rest their flocks. In the towns of the hill country, of the western footholds, of the Negev, in the territory of Benjamin, in the villages from Jer- around Jerusalem, in the towns of Judah, flocks will again pass under the hand of the one who counts them, says the Lord. The days are coming, declares the Lord. When I will fulfill the good promise I made to the people of Israel and Judah. This is a promise of restoration. This is a promise of restoration. So as the people were hearing this prophecy, they were like, Yeah, I feel pretty I pretty feel pretty deserted right now. Or I feel that these lands are, are no longer good, but they're just wasteland. And so they can connect with the the, the not good. And they can also connect with the, but there could be more. There could be a restoration that takes place. What Jeremiah is getting at in this message here is that he's wanting people to see that, yeah, the land might need restoration, but also you need restoration as well. You need to be made new. You can relate to this because you see the barren land, because you know that your soul has gone through much, and you've tried to make more things your home and your soul than than the, than the word of God. And you find yourself lost and without, or without care to what is next. And here's the amazing thing that we begin to see in this. Is that God says there is a good promise. And so the people of God, the ones who chose to walk righteously with God, they leaned into the good promise. They leaned into the good promise to hear what God had in store. Even when times got hard, even when it was hard to even know if God was around, they stayed with him. They leaned into God. And they loved it so much. The righteous people loved this prophecy so much that they made sure that their children's children would know this prophecy. And then they got super excited when their children's children knew the prophecy and they continue to pass it down, and they pass it down after thousands of years, and they said, if we keep walking with the Lord, we know that the good promise will come. Can you imagine when the generation of the generation of the generation of the generation of the righteous person finally was able to be in that manger scene in Bethlehem? My great, 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 said this was going to happen. And it did. God's promises come true. God's promises come true. So this is a part of why I love the first Sunday of Advent. Not just that we get all the decorations out and and we we sing Christmas carols. I love that. But the first Sunday of Advent is this reminder to us. Jesus is coming back. As we look at the last prophecy, we look ahead for when Jesus is coming again. And I'm not saying little baby Jesus, I'm saying the Messiah is coming again. This is exciting. And I'm not talking about like people getting pulled up into the sky and all this jazz. I know that that's all interpretation. I'm talking about the Savior of the world has promised to come back, and he will. And so if you feel that you need restored, if you feel that you are just looking around and things are not good, we have hope. We have hope. That Jesus said he is coming again, and so he will come again. And this is awesome. If you have your Bibles, you can then go all the way to the end of the Bible in Revelation. It's always fun. Revelation 22, the first five verses of this chapter says this, Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, as clear as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and and of the Lamb, down the middle of the great street of the city. On each side of the river stood the tree of life bearing twelve crops. Of fruit, yielding its fruit every month, and the leaves of the trees are for the healing of the nations. No longer will they be cursed. The throne of God and of Lamb will be in the city, and his servants will serve him. They will see his face, and his name will be on the foreheads. There will be no more night. There will not need the light of a lamp or the light of the sun, for the Lord God will give them light, and they will reign forever and ever. This is a passage of hope. Oh my goodness, if you are going through the dark night of your soul, if you are going through night, if you are going through darkness, if you feel that there is a burden that you can never shake, what God is saying to us in this day is that Jesus is the one who will free you from that. He will take that away from you. He will restore you. He will make you right. If you feel that you just have to settle in life, Jesus is saying to us, no, I am the light. There will be no more dark. There will be the light of Christ. Advent is awesome. Are you opening your heart up to make Christ your home this season? As you decorate everything and as you get ready and as you have checklists to be on checklists, who's coming home? When's this party? When is all this going down? Are you making sure to open your heart up to be restored and redeemed by Jesus who will take away the night, who will take away the darkness, who will allow for light and life and love to be present with you right now and in the life to come? What a promise. Oh my goodness. I know, I start preaching this and I'm like, maybe I should change my Christmas list. Jesus, come back, ASAP. <laughs> I do feel like over these last few years, I've prayed that a lot more than I ever had in my life, right? Am I right? Oh my gosh, Jesus, just come back. What if we collectively prayed that and believed that and understood that in our daily life? What if we lived with that hope? Where we said, I desire for my children to know this. And my great desire is for my children's children to know this. I want to carry this on. I want to push this forward. This message of Jesus is a message that is life-changing and life-transforming. It is all about being made new. Whatever in your life that you need to be made new, this is the season where you will be made new. Relationships, they can be made new health issues you can be made new work situations you can be made new god is in this business for that alone christmas is all about this they're restoring his world back to what he desires for it to be and we get to be part of that and we don't need the guy behind us going no you need to take a left there i don't know what to there's look at that bush no we have right in front of us the guiding star of jesus we will say no more night, no more tears, no more worries, no more anxious, just Jesus. My challenge for me this week and this month, and I love Christmas and I love getting wrapped up, and I will, I will, I'll dance to all the songs, I'll eat all the cookies, no problem there, I love it. But I want to make sure that Jesus is right in front of me. Guiding me. I want to pick Jesus all month long. That's for me. What if we picked Jesus and followed him and stepped into his promise and said, I know that this might feel like this is desolate. This is this is not good. As I look outside, that it looks gray and gross outside. But I know, Lord, that you are more and that you are light and that you are loved. This is hope and this is what we celebrate. Let us be hope-filled this Christmas season. If we are hope-filled, it will radiate out. And that's what Jesus has done for us. Let us make sure that we allow for Jesus to make home in us this Christmas season. Let Christ fill us with hope in all things because his promise is good. Would you pray with me? Oh, holy God. We ask right now, whatever may be distracting us, whatever may be holding us back, whatever may be harming or hurting us, that we will be set free from this. Lord, there are things that we just scratch our heads and we have uh, misunderstandings and, and, and confusion about. But Lord, we have learned that even in the unknown, you make a way. And even in the worrying, Lord, you you take that and you calm our souls and so Lord right now just in the stillness of this time I know that there's some in here that have allowed that have a, not even allowed that just have too much going on and that has taken over and Lord we pray right now that our souls open to just you. We lay those burdens down. We lay that darkness down. And we ask and invite your miracles to take place in us. Help us to trust in the promise that you have given to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As the band comes forward for our final song, we prepare our hearts for communion. Here at the branches, all who believe and confess that Jesus Christ is Lord is welcome to come and receive. Here at the branches, how we take communion each week is that we have uh, communion cups. or communion. What are they even? I don't even know. I've been doing this. We've been using these cups for two years now. But they're little cups with juice in the wafer. And as we come forward, uh, we we we're now coming forward. We take it, and then we come bring it back to our seats, and then we take communion together. And we do this collectively because this is how Jesus he taught the disciples to do it on the night before Jesus went to uh, went to the cross and died for us. He broke bread and he passed the cup around, and he said, "Take and eat, and take and drink, and do this in remembrance of me for the forgiveness of your sins." And we need to come we need to come as we especially as we begin this season to allow for our sins to be released from us so that we can be made new in Christ so as we come and receive would you pray with me Oh God, we ask right now that the wafer and the juice represent your body that was broken for us and your blood that was spilled for us. We know that we are not perfect, but we know that we receive grace and forgiveness from you. And so for us right now, we confess those things that we've placed in front of you. Lord, we give you, we give you the desire to be perfect we give you pride, we give you our arrogance, we give you our lust, we give you all of these things, Lord. We cannot let them control us anymore. We give them over to you, and we ask that you come now and restore us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Stand and come and receive man oh man oh man it's Christmas time oh man I love it so good so much joy Jesus is so good let me hear this like this is we take this I know it's like he died on the cross but he died on the cross so that we could be holy and filled with happiness so we're filled with joy as we take this this morning all right no let no more sin guide our lives right this is the body of Christ broken for you take and eat This is the blood of Christ spilled for you. Take and drink. Alright. Everyone? Here, hold this. I know. Thank you. Touch my germs, touch my germs. Alright. Hold your hands out in front of you if you feel comfortable. Or just do it. So there you go. Yeah? Alright. This is it. We're gonna start advent this way. Alright? Because we believe in the hope we believe in the hope that Jesus is coming again, and we believe in the miracles that will come. All right? So everyone, really quick, smile, because you believe that. Smile. It's true. It's true. All right? So as we go from this place, we are, we are going to be the light of Christ. No more dark. No more darkness. All right? Because we know that there is hope in this life and the life to come. Amen. So let us go being his people. Let us go taking the promise that Jesus has given to us and let us go being his light to this world. Let us go with Jesus in this season. Amen. Go with Christ.